It's Super Bowl week, and unfortunately, the 49ers aren't playing in it. But the offseason is getting underway. There's been some coaching changes. We're going to get into that later in the week. Uh, some of my thoughts on that. Uh, but it's Mock Draft Monday, man. Every Monday, we're going to come on here. We're going to do a mock and talk through it. And y'all can kind of hear my thought process behind everything, and I can get y'all on, bring y'all on live, man. You know what it is. San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker, man. You know what it is, man. It's Mock Draft Monday. We're going to get into it every Monday. I'm going to bring y'all on. We're going to talk about it. See my guy, Symmetry 7 says it's Black History Month as well. Uh, he's talking about something else, but it is Black History Month. So um, maybe what we'll do is we'll start kind of coming on and, and talking about some uh, opening with some black history thoughts, man. That'd be something pretty cool. But mock draft Monday, we're going to get into it. Rebuilding the 49ers and how do we do it? And I'm really excited to kind of talk about my draft philosophy because I think it's definitely, I don't want to say it's different than everybody else, but I definitely have my thoughts on, on building so we're going to get into that. I've already seen some people like, rebuild the secondary. Like, we're going to get into all that more. And some of the things that I prioritize, I definitely want to get y'all on to also talk through some of these picks. All right. So this is going to be a good one. We are going to be using the Draft Network's Mock Draft Simulator, Mock Draft Machine. That's probably one of my favorites. Nice, clean, no trades. And this won't include the uh, additional third round this year and next year that the 49ers get for Mike McDaniel. Uh, obviously, unless you're sleeping under a rock, you know that McDaniel has been hired by – hired, right? Yeah, hired. He took the job <laughs> be the Miami Dolphins head coach. So that's an interesting one. Like, quirky kind of dude, man, and uh, I'm interested to see how people follow him. I have heard some people be like, are people going to follow him? And I'm like, man, if you look at or listen to some of the way that the 49ers players talk about him, I, I think – he won't have an issue having people follow him. Uh, it sounds like Kyle Juszczyk, big-time believer in him. Uh, it sounds like he was following him and everybody else in that running back room. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited about that for him. That's awesome. Anytime you see someone kind of elevating their game, I always salute that big time. And, uh, yeah, before we really get started, man, make sure you guys, you know, get those flames rolling in. I see them coming in. Five flames if you're feeling great. I see the flames already coming in. You know what it is, man. Mental uh, health check every morning. Here we go. I see all the flames coming in. Everybody's feeling good. And that's awesome because I'm, I'm not going to lie. i kind of been in like this little funk ever since the 49ers lost to the Rams. Like The Rams did look like the better team on the field. They they did. They looked like the better team, but it was just like, 49ers are winning. You're up 10. Like, okay, even if you're not the better team right now, like you're – Playing better in this moment, capitalize on that, and the 49ers couldn't. And, you know, I just look at all those things like that, like missed opportunities. And that was definitely a big missed opportunity for the 49ers. So that that was tough. That was tough. <laughs> Dion was interesting. People are saying he's a minority coach, which I'm confused. So Dion is 
alluding to Mike McDaniel, and he's multiracial, which I've never heard that term before. I've only heard of biracial, which it makes sense, right? Because bi is only two. Uh, multi is more than two, I guess. So he's more than one thing, which okay, my, my, my son, Juice, uh, my, 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 my big 14 year old, he is, his mom is half Puerto Rican, half Filipino. And then obviously I'm black. So he's multiracial, which I, I've probably been calling him biracial this whole time. <laughs> I guess it's just something you kind of get accustomed to saying, and it's like hell or wrong. So if you really, if you really look at McDaniel, then you see it. But if you just view him as like, all right, you know, he's whatever Kyle Shanahan, those guys are you're like, you'll just see this little white guy that, you know, that's what he looks like. And uh, kind of find out he's, he's mixed. And if you start to look at him again, or if you look at pictures of him when he had like short hair, you can see it. You can see it. So, and as my guy, Symmetry seven says, he's black. And we all know. So typically like, so my kids, right. I have, my, my son D, he's half black, half white. My daughters, they're half black, half white. And typically what we say is, like, if you are half black, you, you're you black. Like, that's how people see you. They see you as a black person. Like, they're going to see my daughters, although they are mixed, uh, they're black. My son D, like, they're going to, like, you're black. And when you look at McDaniel, it's like, that's not what goes through your mind. <laughs> like, you don't look at him and be like, you're black. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I guess... Uh, it's interesting. I think it kind of threw everybody, threw everybody off a little bit. Threw me off a little bit too. I didn't find out until yesterday. I was listening to Greg Papa on on uh, KMBR, and Greg Papa was like, "Yeah, you, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel. If, the, if he signs somewhere, if he gets hired somewhere, like he Fortnite get draft picks." And I was like, "What? Mike McDaniel? That's a white dude." And come to find out, he is not. And I think it was Deadspin that called him a white dude as well. And they, and they had to come back and apologize. And I didn't see that. I think he got hired maybe an hour after I had tweeted that out. Like, hey, 49ers get multiple picks from him. I had no idea. But, um, yeah. They're, they're probably I – wonder, I wonder if they're going to do some, like, revisiting that rule. Like, do you have to have a certain percentage of – you know what I'm saying? Do you have to look a certain way? I don't know. That That's – Cause it, it, he could have probably he could have went into if nobody knew he could go into and obviously the rule of this thing is you know get people hired you know minorities stuff like that he could go into a room and you in an in interview and you not know <laughs> that he's black like like it wouldn't even cross your mind like when I look at him it does not even cross my mind until I found and then now it's like I'm looking like real close like. I see it. I see it. Like, but you gotta like, I think you kind of gotta know. So that's interesting. But 49ers, they they benefit off of that. And uh yeah, pretty cool. But anyways, it's mock draft Monday. So we're gonna get into it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share my screen. Uh we'll talk through some of my draft philosophies. Obviously, I think everything is yeah, build around Trey Lance, build around Trey Lance. Whatever that is. If it's a great defense, great run game, passing game, we'll get into a little bit more of that. I want to pep Hamilton. I put a video out. I've already seen like, what, over 7,000 of y'all watched it. But uh, I put it out last night. But I want to pep Hamilton. He's the quarterback whisperer. He's the guy that, you know, he was, he's been a quarterback coach and offensive guy since two, 2000, uh, 1997. Uh, he... 
he was with uh he was quarterback coach for a long time. He also coached in 2006. He was a 49ers quarterback coach with Alex Smith. Now I know that didn't work out too well, but Alex Smith, I think he had a lot more ish issues than just a quarterback coach. Um, he had seven different officer coordinators in seven years, including a different quarterback coach with Pep Hamilton. So that whole thing didn't work out. But you know, uh 2010, he was. I think that's when he started coaching with Stanford, but 2011, 2012, he was officer coordinator and quarterback coach for Andrew Luck. And then he must have done such a great job working with Andrew Luck and getting the most out of his talent that the coach said, you know what, let's bring Pep Hamilton with him. So they drafted Andrew Luck number one overall. They brought Pep Hamilton there, and he was he was uh, Andrew Luck's officer coordinator and quarterback coach for his first four years of his career. And I think they had a coaching change, and then maybe that's when uh, Pep split. And then um, a little bit after that, you see the Chargers situation with Anthony Lynn. So I thought that made sense with having Lynn, uh, you know, knowing him, bringing Pep Hamilton. They worked together. They also they also were together, obviously, with the Chargers. And they had Justin Herbert and understanding how to prepare him and get him ready and what goes into that and having the patience and things like that. And uh, obviously, Anthony Lynn was like, uh, Tyrod Taylor's our starter, no matter what. And then, Ty- and then the doctors are like, "Not today." They poked him with a needle in his lung, and they had to play. They had to play uh, Justin Herbert, and then eventually uh, he ended up excelling and doing extremely well. Went with him for the rest of the year, and then just as last year, you know, Pep Hamilton with the Houston Texans, and kind of what he's done with our guy Davis Mills. And making him look like a serviceable guy. And this is a guy who, you know, I, I actually really like Davis Mills. I liked him pre-draft. And I thought if there were – I remember some people were like, Mac Jones at 12. And I'm like, you know what? I would rather take a skilled position player at 12 and then draft Davis Mills day two. And that was kind of my life. If they were going to be at 12, pass on Mac Jones, take Davis Mills. Uh, maybe I would have been wrong. Maybe Mac Jones just saw him in the Pro Bowl. So, excellent season. But, uh, yeah, Pep Hamilton. I think that's a guy I would love to see the 49ers have. One second. But Pep Hamilton uh, sounds like Jacksonville Jaguars might get to him before the 49ers. So probably not going to work. But anyways, let's get into this mock draft. All right, so listen, man, y'all going to come on here. Y'all going to mock draft with me. Maybe I'll bring one person on to help me with each pick. I'll do that. All right, so here's the link right now. If you want to come on and help with the mock, all right. If you're on Twitter, lead Twitter, head over to YouTube right now, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. And make sure you guys listen to uh, Locked On 49ers as well. With myself, Brian Peacock, uh, listen to Locked On NFL Draft, especially since it's draft season. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do all that good stuff. Locked On 49ers, man. We had a good conversation last night. Episode's been kind of long lately, like 40 minutes. You know, that's long for us. On, and uh, a lot of good content, man. It's hard for us to get out. Uh, do you see the team moving on from Scangarello if Pep comes in? That's the that's the tough part. Maybe Scangarello moves on from himself, like, I mean, like for the 49ers, and goes to Miami with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, McDaniel. Maybe Scangarello goes with McDaniel. Typically, that's how it happens, right? All right, so here we go. 
it hurts. It's painful to have the that Super Bowl logo right there, knowing the 49ers. Right? It's close. This close. But we're about to build around the 49ers and get us over the hump. So let's. I don't think I. Hold on one second, Joe. All right, there we go. All right, so here we go. I'm going to bring one person on, and they're going to help me pick. All right, remember, there's no trades in this. I'm not trading. This does not have the third-round pick that you get uh, for McDaniel. All right, so there are some things kind of missing here, and I'm going to bring my guy Jedi on to help me with the first pick. We're going we're gonna to talk through this, and you guys are going to have a, an opportunity to you know, hear all my thoughts on, on how I see this. So, here we go. Let's share the screen. Okay. And I. Good morning. Good morning, sir. So my first pick for us would oh, be. Oh, you oh, know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold okay. on. So we we're actually like doing a whole my draft. So, uh, as you can see on the screen now, I'm starting the draft. So we'll see who's on the board when the 49ers pick. Man, How we got to get rid of it. Hold on. 49ers, it takes them so long to pick, but we're in round two now. And they got all these damn pop ups. Move this big ass dog. So the 49ers are on the clock. Let's see if I can. I can't even see the thing because of the damn pop-up. Hold on. Oh, pop-up. Hold on. Let me refresh this. It's probably gonna kick me out and make me have to do it again. I've never seen all those pop-ups like that when doing this mock. All right, so like I said before, we're using the uh, the mock draft machine. It's still here. Oh. All Hold on. We're gonna have to stop sharing. Uh they got too many pop-ups. I can't even I can't even see the dang thing to pick. Hold That's on, crazy. yo. We got I know, hold on. All right, let me try to look for the ad block extension. I, I don't even know how to do that, but those those uh those things are crazy. <laughs> yo, wow, I see the comments, man. This ain't me. This is this is the, the damn uh website. Let's see if I can find that uh, uh ad a pop up blocker or something. Yeah, sorry about that hangover, uh crop. I, I, I told you I kind of went into that game with low expectations for the situation in that quarterback, so I wasn't really too surprised at the end. 
So ex ex explain, uh, go ahead and expound on that as I try to figure this whole mock drafting out. No problem. We have been discussing, um, you know, our feelings toward Jimmy Garoppolo, and I've been uh, expressing myself toward how I didn't have the belief in Jimmy, and you have been expressing yourself that you know you have to believe in him at, at this point, which is true. At the end of the day, we had already made our bed. There was nothing we could do about it. But I just kind of felt like, we were leaving a lot on the field during those playoff games. And eventually that kind of stuff comes back to bite you. And, you know, we won against Green Bay. God bless special teams. But if those special teams acts don't happen, then, you know, we might not even walk out that game. So, you know, there were just things I saw even in the Cowboy game. You know, we were supposed to blow the Cowboys out if you want to be frank. You know, we were going – if we had a quarterback who was – doing just the bare minimum of just being a decent game manager, we would blew the Cowboys out. But the fact that we let them back in the game and it got close as it got, you know, it spoke on us more than it spoke on the Cowboys. So I just kind of saw those events adding up one by one. I was like, eventually you can't keep playing with the devil's door and not thinking that he's going to answer it. And on the Rams, he answered it. So, you know, I, I do think we were the better team looking back at it, but it doesn't matter because we made our bed. And once we made our bed with Jimmy, we had to sleep in it no matter what was in the bed. So it, it was kind of like nothing expected, you know, I mean, nothing unexpected, just the same old what I expected. So that's, that's pretty much what I thought about that. As far as my draft thing, I know you ain't talking about, but did you have a chance to look at the safety from George? I know you said you're going to take a look at him. Did you have a Yeah, I haven't. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if we ever get going on that, you already know who my guy is. So that that would be my guy. Right. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I, I just think I think moving forward, I would like to see the uh the new staff who they want to bring in now that Mike McDaniel's well, yeah, Mike McDaniel's gone. Um I would like to know who Anthony Lynn. Uh, who 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 might be some of his ideas? Who he might want to bring in? I think that could get interesting. It might be very good for the staff. Um, I, I saw your video about Pep Hamilton. I think that would be a, a interesting um choice to bring in as well. I think there are a lot of good ideas and a lot of good momentum going in our direction. And I know people might be bummed out from the the championship game, but I take it as a way to grow because. I, I do see this team within the next two, three years as either Super Bowl winners or definitely Super Bowl contenders. So I don't think everybody should be bummed out for too long. I think there's a growth period. Obviously, that's going to happen with Trey. But I do feel like once that growth period is is over, that, that young man is going to hit the floor running. So I don't think a lot of people need to hang their heads about what happened at this season at the end of the conclusion, the conclusion of this season. I just think we did as much as we could do with the team we had on the field. And that's what you got to take in solace. All right. I like, okay. So I got a new, uh, a new, uh, draft site up. All right. So we're going to get going with it. Let me, uh, these pop-ups are crazy on all these, but, uh, we should be good now. Here we go. Let me share my screen. I see somebody say Crocs Wi-Fi. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with my Wi-Fi. Do I do I sound funny to anybody? I think your uh, Jedi. I think it's yours that's glitching. Hold on one second.
because he had a lot of kind of background noise. Do do am I glitching? Because uh, my guy Crypto says Crocs Wi-Fi shit since last night was locked on. I said this about locked on, and I don't know what it is, but um, for whatever reason they use Restream, and it's I don't know my I don't know if it uses too much bandwidth or what, but Restream on my stuff it don't work, or I like freezing stuff. All right, so but I know me personally on mine. I mean, I'm 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 just fine. Or am I am I not fine right now? Got a super chat here. A report for is asking second from Steelers for Jimmy G. Awesome. <laughs> Get that second. Get that second. So I'm gonna bring uh Jedi back on. Jedi, you you do have like you know some background noise and stuff like that. All right, but uh, we're gonna get into that. Let's share the screen. Here we go. All right, so oh, this one has trades. They try to make a trade offer. We're not gonna do no trades in this. All right, so let me bring Jedi back. Jedi, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I hear the noise too. So I'll make mine quick. I would like our first pick to be uh if he's available, Lewis Sign from the University of Georgia safety. All right, hold on. All right, so let me reject this trade offer. All right, so you want to go safety. So so why do you why do you want to go safety? Let's talk about it. I do think that we're going to replace uh I do think Jakarski Tart is probably not going to remain on the roster, even though I would like for him to. I think he will explore his options to get paid. And I do think someone like Jimmy Ward, who is a great teacher, and while we still have him on the roster, we should get someone and he can mentor under him as a strong safety. And I think that would go really well to rebuilding a secondary that needs to be rebuilt. Okay, I hear you. Now, Lewis Sign, he's gone. Ah. Yeah, he got drafted. Uh, I just saw it. 49th overall to the Saints. Ain't that something? <laughs> so, what are you thinking now? I'm thinking now we need to go with the best available offensive uh, tackle all guard, I say. All right. So, my this is just my kind of theory on it. I, I don't, I don't just go for a best player at position. I know 49ers definitely have their like needs and I'm, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you off now. Cause you got the, uh, okay, no background. but, um, I know 49ers have their needs to me. I, I don't want to reach for a need just because it's like, Oh, we got to draft this guy really high second round. Uh, you know, because that's where the 49ers pick. And in my opinion, you take whoever the highest on your board is. All right. So, Who's the highest player on your board? Remember, guys, 49ers are going to have, what, 10 picks? 49ers are going to have about 10 picks this year, if not more. After it's all said and done, between the McDaniel uh, pick uh, that they're going to get, between, you know, whatever they give for Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe they get multiple picks for Jimmy Garoppolo. It could potentially be, hey, a third and a fifth or a second and a sixth. Whatever it is, you're probably going to get multiple. So the 49ers can end up with, like, 11 picks. And they'll use some of those to kind of move around. But I say that to say, if you have a need or a pick, like it does not have to be addressed at the, with your very first pick. You who is the highest on your board? 
And that's where I would lean towards. All right. Now, obviously, if you have a really high need or you have a need and the guy high on your board, it kind of matches up. Then from that standpoint, yeah. But if you look at, I mean, who were the 49ers most productive players last year as rookies? They weren't guys that got drafted in the first four picks, right? I mean, you look at what they got out of Hufunga. He was definitely a serviceable guy. Is he a long-term starter? I don't know. We'll find out. But Hufunga, uh, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell was a six-round pick. Uh, you know, who else? Uh I mean, eventually, like, Diamondo Lenore, he played, but then he, I don't know what happened after that. Uh, Ambry Thomas later on, and Ambry Thomas was picked in, like, the hundreds. So, essentially, I mean, he's got damn near a fourth-round pick. So, I, I don't think that it has to be, like, oh, I draft this guy high because, oh, I just got to take the best tackle available. All right, but we're going to look at it and see kind of what they have here. And I'm not going to lie, the highest person here available is Majay Sanders. Uh, he's someone that's definitely intriguing to me. He's a little light. He's a little light in the ass. Uh, you also have Jalen Petrie. All right. He's someone who I really like. Really like Petrie. All right. Let's see who else is available. You got Kobe Bryant, cornerback out of Cincinnati. That's intriguing because Bryant played a lot of off. Maybe not as twitched up. Can he be a pure man guy? Talking to him. He thinks he can. And also, let's see, Verone McKinley, playmaking safety, uh, either led the nation in interceptions or was tied for the in the nation leading interceptions out of Oregon. And then you got Boye Mafe, who, Boye Mafe, uh, edge rusher out of Minnesota. I, I watched him closely because, uh, you know, I, I personally know Boye. And uh, he didn't lose not one rep in one-on-ones, whether he was on the outside rushing or whether he was inside at the three tech, he won every single one-on-one -on -one rep. So 49ers definitely have some options here, but we're going to stick with our guy, uh, Jedi, and we're going to go with Jalen Petrie. And I think he's a versatile guy who can, uh, out, of, out of Baylor, who not only can uh, play safety positions and at all levels, he's a playmaker. I have a guy who has not steered me wrong yet when it comes to these uh, guys that he has coached. And he coached at South Carolina. He's told me all about those guys and exactly what they were and what to like about them, what not to like about them. He has told me about, uh, you know, Ken Law and what maybe some of his issues may or may not be. He has talked to me about uh, guys at Baylor. He's told me everything about everybody, and he's been spot on with his evaluation. So knowing that, he's – I mean, he has told me so much, so much about Petrie. And he's constantly sending me things about him and how good of a player he is and all this, that, and the other. Like, and I watched him at the Senior Bowl. He got voted best safety uh, by his uh, group that he was going up against. He can play in the slot. He can play, uh, you know, out wide. Like, he could do everything. So, Petrie, welcome to the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so with the next pick. I got my guy Dion on. Dion, you're gonna help me with this next pick right now. Oh, look at that. Uh, we ain't we ain't taking that. Hell no, nah, reject that. All right, so oh look at that. We almost had a chance at Kobe Bryant. They pick he got picked right before it. So the 49ers right here picking at number 93. All right, Dion, what direction would you like to go? 
You're on mute, by the way. You're, you're muted, Dion. There we go. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Good morning to you, brother. Hopefully everything is good for you and you're blessed. Um, yes, sir. So for me, honestly, this is round three, right? Yep. Okay. So I would like to go offensive guard. Um, because Daniel Brunsko is a free agent and so is Lakin Tomlinson. We do not know what the 49ers will be doing with either or. I do honestly in my heart believe they're going to re-sign Lakin because he's done a good job. But Brunsko, he's a liability unless he's playing Aaron Donald. So <laughs> <laughs> if we can find the best offensive guard, that would work. Because I'm looking at several offensive guards, but I feel like they're going to be gone already because we're already in the third round. Um. And there's a guy named Ikeen Ekwanu. Mm -hmm. But he's uh, going to be going high. He he probably, I can scroll yeah. up. He was, he was probably a top 10 pick. Let's see. Yeah, he's probably gone. He's out of uh, North Carolina State, I believe. North Carolina State. I don't even see him. I'm, I'm probably scrolling past him, but I, I think he's going to be a top. A top yeah. Pick. And then the young, I'm, I'm trying to look here too. Because I'm trying to see, I got a couple more dudes. Try to find Zion Johnson. All right, Zion Johnson. Uh, what position is he? He's an offensive guard. He's from Boston College. He might be going too because I think we just mocked him. We just mocked him like first round in our uh, my draft on the draft. Uh, Christ, draft yeah, show. that's the hard part about picking later in the draft. Okay, so. We just picked a safety, right? So, yeah, just picked a safety. There is Lindstrom, who plays center for Boston College. He's somebody that could potentially play guard. Uh, here's my question to you. Do you think that this is the time to draft guard? Because let's say 49ers bring back Lakin Tomlinson, right? Okay. Do you believe in player development? Because if you do, then you are probably saying – Oh, man, I didn't mean to do that. If you do, then – what what about Aaron, Aaron Banks? Banks at right guard? The issue is I feel like we wasted a pick on Aaron Banks because we didn't see him but on special teams. And that's the problem. Like, the man never got a single rep. I understand that Brunswick was healthy all year, but the it, the thing is, is put him in at some point. Do something. Like, there's not a point where you could have given that man. And all I heard about him in practice was negative things. He's tripping over his feet. He's not as athletic as they thought he was. He doesn't know how to move with the scheme. So I understand player development, but my thing is, number one, you barely dress half the year. Number two, when you did dress, the only thing you did was go on special teams, and that's not really intricate. I mean, you're just you're blocking. There's no scheme. You don't go a certain way. You don't go this way. You don't go that way. You don't pull. You don't do anything. And Kyle Shanahan's system requires a lot of movement from his linemen. So while I believe in player development, they just ain't developed that player or he just ain't got it and they wasted a pick. So that's why I'm saying offensive guard. Um, and Jesus Christ, we have. So, so we got two, here. so we got two options here. All right. Well, we got okay. more than two options. Yeah. Let's, let's take see a look. look. Let's see what corners are available to. Yeah. Let's take a look at corner. Cause we, we need to draft one. Cause we literally have three going into the season. Diamond, Lenore, Embry, Thomas, and, uh, Emmanuel Mosley. 
I, looking at the corners, there are some guys that I would take late, but right now I don't know if there's anybody I would take right like right now at this position. So and I think you, you have know what? Think, go ahead. I'm gonna say, you know what? Forget it then. If the if, since we're too far back in the draft for an offensive lineman, you're not you're not though. Yeah, because remember, interior linemen, it's not like they go really high. So okay, this is third round. I, I think we got two options right here. You got okay. edge rusher Boye Mafe, who we spoke highly about, and I yeah. I believe he's going to be a day two guy. Not exactly sure where. Or okay. or you got Alec Lindstrom out of Boston College, who is a uh uh, uh he's a a center, and he potentially said, can play guard. So you said, now you have your Boye? Alex Mack. Huh? How do you spell Boye? B o y e m a f e Boye Mafe. And that's Mafe's last name? Yeah. Okay, let's see if I can find him really quick. Take a look at him. Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. He's a golden gopher. Strengths, fast and straight line. Excellent wide and bull rushes. He's the first uh, first off the snap. Good ladder. Okay, you know what? Let's go ahead and give Nick Bosa some help. Let's draft Boye Mafe. All right, now, hold on, because Jamal says go with Arnold... I'm not even going to start, try to say his name. All right, but uh, put it up. He he says go with go with Arnold. Oh, here he says. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Deal, uh, deal of physical exactly. upside. How 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 long is he? Pause. This this mm. doesn't show me his his uh height and stuff. Arnold. Who? We're gonna go with Boya Mafe because. Yeah. I, oh wait 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 wait. This is the Penn State kid. Because Penn State had a dude that was wrecking shop up there at the Senior Bowl. Oh, yeah, man. here we go. Yeah, I cannot say I can't say that name to save my life. I wasn't even gonna try that joint. Yeah. All right, so it's Arnold Ebiketti. I guess I'll say it like that, Ebiketti. Let's see, right. Washington All Pro, uh, Washington Post All Metro honorable mention. Uh, in his senior of high school, 20 half, 21 and a half sacks. Damn, 36 tackles for a loss uh, while wow. catching for 298 yards. If he was number 40, what, what, what number, what number was he? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't tell me what 40, his number was. If he was number 40, I liked him. Okay, so let's see. Scouting strengths. I know he's number 17 at Penn State. Okay. So I don't think he was at the senior. Impressive oh. athlete with four six speed, uh, aggressive, good awareness to track the ball, tenacious, competitive. Let's see if the weaknesses, because that's always the question. Stands up uh, well against the run, but is very pursuit conscious and will take unneeded wide angles. So, so to say he's bad at uh, his angles when he tackles. Mainly been used as a pass rusher and limited as an experienced run defender. But he's an edge guy, so I mean, most of the time you usually don't see that, depending on the scheme. Can play a little too high at times, which impacts his leverage. Not a natural bender, lacks fluid change of direction ability. Plays with inconsistent pad level. I, I think his Casera could clean all that up. Uh, right. Always the first player off the snap. I like the other guy because that other guy was first player off the snap. So I'm gonna go oh, with boy, him. boy, am I yeah. Boy Mafe, yeah. 
I All like, right, I like your guy, uh, and Jamal, good looking on that. Um, that's definitely fantastic that you, you found this kid. But for me, with some of the things that they were saying, the things that they said, basically, we all know that Chris Kassar could clean that stuff up real quick. He screaming and yelling. He ain't even got no voice half time. But uh, I like Boye Mafe. I'm, I'm going to roll with you on that one because I can't. I mean, there's there's options at offensive guard, but I, I'm going to definitely do a mock draft of my own and kind of take a look at some of these dudes because I feel like we need to replace Daniel Brunskill only because he's suspect when it comes to you know, anybody outside of Aaron Donald, you know, and in that right tackle position, I don't know when Mike McGlinchey's going to be healthy. I, I mean, he should be good for OTAs and everything, but, I mean, he tore a hamstring, didn't he? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, and a hamstring, man, you don't move like you used to. And playing offensive line, you need every bit of your legs, especially in Kyle Shanahan's scheme, so. That that's kind of right. why I'm looking at it like that. But I think Boye Mafe is the is the dude to take here. We get Nick Bosa some help. We got another guy that comes off the edge, quick, nasty. Um, and I don't mind another dude who's got a really good bull rush because the other guy we have right now that's got the fan, most fantastic bull rush is uh the damn it the guy who blocked the punt, um Jordan Willis. Yeah. He's bull rush is disgusting because he gets down on both hands and he comes all the way up under your pads and just pushes you into the back. Uh, the only other bull rush I saw that was that 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 I really fell in love with was when we had the cowboy Justin Smith. I remember when he bull rushed Jermon Bushrod and just literally reached over him and sacked uh, <laughs> Drew Brees. That shit was yeah. hilarious. All right, here we go. So appreciate you, Dion. I'm about to uh, make the next pick now. All right, sir. Have a good day. All right. Here we go. All right, so right now, 49ers have addressed, we've addressed uh, safety with Petrie, and I like him. He's a versatile guy. He also can come down, kind of play in the nickel spot if needed. We also addressed the uh, edge rushing spot, which I, I think that was something that the 49ers uh, needed help at as well. And now 49ers are back on the clock. There is an offensive guard. I know nothing about him. But I do know about Calvin Austin the third. All right. He's a small guy. All right. He's tiny. And but even within him being kind of, you know, smaller, he's like five, basically five eight, and he's like 160 pounds. But he's a blazer. And not just a blazer as a guy who can stretch the field offensively for the 49ers, but you know, returns. That's that's a huge need for the 49ers as well. It was definitely something that they just could not get right for whatever reason. And, you know, I think a guy like him who brings a different dynamic as a pure deep threat. All right. And if some of you guys, let's see, because I, I know I, uh, I'll i stop sharing the screen for a second. Let's see. Eric Crocker. Austin. All right. So I'll show y'all a little bit of what I saw from him at, at the senior bowl. Okay. I posted this clip as well. Let me share my uh, screen. So you could just kind of see what type of speed uh, this guy is working with. All right, so y'all can see him right here. I mean, just, he he makes it tough because he's he's, he's just fast. All right, he's, he's a burner. He's fast, he's small. It's really hard to get hands on him. All right, and I know what you're thinking like, well, okay, he can just run by guys, cool. Well, what else can he do? So I was watching him against some bigger guys, and this is him right here. 
out of the out of on the outside too, working on the outside. I mean, making the guy's speed turn at the line of scrimmage. So when you see a guy's speed turn like that at the line of scrimmage, that means one of three things or all. All right, it means one guy the cornerback lost his leverage. All right, two the cornerback uh, was scared, or three the cornerback lost his leverage and was scared. So this is the type of threat that he is uh, offensively. Uh, again, he's small, and, and I would like somebody that has size with this type of uh, breakaway speed and stuff. But the 49ers, they still don't have this type of guy with this type of speed. And he's a terrific return man as well. Terrific return guy. All right. So that's definitely somebody who I I really like. We'll see what y'all are kind of thinking. Uh, There was two DBs that he went against. So which one is brutal? or? Maybe he's just good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's just good. Uh, Rams fan, Trey Smith, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind uh, opposing teams, fans in the chat. But if you're going to kind of just come and troll, then I'm just going to have to uh, block you. So you're on a, a five-minute timeout. I'm not kicking you out altogether. Just five-minute timeout because you're getting everybody all riled up. You come back and, you you, you know, you want to be cordial and, you know, have a conversation. Awesome. You come back in in five minutes. But if not, then uh, we'll just remove you all together. All right. So, anyways, got my guy, Mr. Roscoe, is coming on. What's good, Chris? What's up, Croc? How's it going? Oh, good, man. Good, good, good. Okay, so I just want to say this. Bro, if we're going to pick a safety in the first round, that's going to be a second round. pick. In the second round, it's going to be a wasted pick. So I'm going to say right there. Because we don't need a safety. We have Hufunga and more. To various more. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not I'm not understanding why we would need to take a safety in the second round with our first pick. I think uh, I mean the Niners could do it. It just don't make sense to me, in my opinion. Like okay. I, I don't think there's much value in taking another safety, you know, to replace Tart. If anything, I would bring in maybe a veteran or something like that to come to uh, give some guidance to the young guys. But more Hufunga played a lot, like like you said, Hufunga played a lot of a lot of reps this year. But I like how they use Hufunga. I like how they bring in Hufunga and have him play. You know, uh, like because you know uh, D'Amico Ryan's bringing three safeties, and so I, I like you know how they were using Hufunga. Um, some when they would bring Jimmy Ward down in a nickel, Hufunga would play deep. So I don't know, man. Like I, I just don't think drafting a safety would be ideal. I know the 49ers wouldn't go that route. I I I would bet I'd be willing to bet anything that the Niners wouldn't go that route. But anyways, let's do some drafting. All right. So uh I know some people have talked about receiver here. I looked at Calvin Austin. He's there, he's on the clock. There is another receiver that may be intriguing to 49er fans. Here we go. Let me share my screen again. And he goes by the name of Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. So they have him here. Uh, they have him as the number 152 player on their board. He's available there for the 49ers to take. No. No. Sorry, Jamal. Jamal's my guy, but no. So why uh, why are you out on, on Watson? I, if you look at the Niners, and uh, we have Jennings. As our you know third receiver right now, I think the way he finished the season, it doesn't make sense to bring in another receiver right now. If the Niners were to pick a receiver, they're probably going to do it in the seventh round, or they're going to do a 
uh, uh, what do you call it, a uh, um, undrafted free agent. I okay. just think that's how the, just how the Niners operate. I think that's how that's how, what they would do. All right. So what would you do here then? So we we've, we've already. And there's not like a thing that shows like we we got a pass rusher right, and we got a, got a pass uh, rusher and a safety. Okay, so uh, one of my guys, uh, Jermaine Waller. I don't know if he's gonna be there. Cornerback, yeah, cornerback. Is he in the draft? He should be. Jermaine Waller. Yep, he's right here, but they they don't have him going until late. Like we're on pick one thirty one, and they have him the two hundred twenty second best uh, prospect. Okay. Uh, I like about... Vincent Gray, too. Vincent Gray somebody who I like, too. And they got Chris Still here, too. So <laughs> I like Jermaine Waller better than uh, my guy, Still. Uh, man, I'm and they to... got Ollie oh, we... Green. Ollie Green, I like him. Like there, there are some corners who I like that, you know, I think Vincent Gray, I kind of have him circled. That's kind of a guy. But, yeah, Waller, Waller got some stuff, too. But, but he's going to go later. Yeah, so you know, just for value purposes, we don't have to take a all right. So who's just the, yet. so who's the best player available right now? Because you know I can't see, bro. All right, so the best player they got uh Brock Purdy, quarterback out of Iowa State. They're not gonna take him, at least not this high. Maybe later. Uh, you got Thayer Munford. He's an offensive guard at Ohio State. That's intriguing. Uh, you got an offensive tackle, Braxton Jones, out of Southern Utah. That's intriguing. And I do like Cole Turner, tight end out of Nevada. And I was thinking about him. I mean, that's a big 6'6", 250-pound guy. Like, he's a terrific uh, contested catch type guy. If the 49ers are looking for more of a legit tight end too, Cole Turner might be somebody that they are intrigued by. But I know most 49ers fans be like, tight end. But 49ers run a, uh, a lot of tight end, two tight end sets. They'll, they'll run that. Uh, he is a big body guy. He brings a different dynamic than what they have in the tight end room right now. So, you know, that's somebody that he was at the senior bowl. He made some good catches. Big body guy, like legit six for six. He measured in at six, six at the combine. I mean, at the senior bowl. Oh, what happened with Chris? Chris got kicked off. All right, here we go. Well, Chris got, I don't know what happened with Chris, but I'm going to make an executive decision here. <laughs> All right, and we're going to go with Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. And, and, and here's my reasoning for Christian Watson. All right. One, although I do like Juwan Jennings. All right, I do like Juwan Jennings. But here's a move the needle for me from a, like uh it's like scary perspective, right? So when you look at Christian Watson and Roscoe's, I, I don't know what happened to you, but uh, nah, you're not you're not picking for me. Uh, chill on that. <laughs> uh, you, hey, listen, we uh, already no, made no the pick. executive decisions, bro. Bro, Hold we on. made the pick already, bro. It's over. Oh my god, but listen, you're still looking, you still and this happens in war oh, room sometimes. Now now we could go now we could go get my guy Jermaine Waller. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me get that. I don't care uh, about value. Go get my guy, Jermaine Waller. You don't care about everybody value. Cry. You, you everybody got it. Cry. Hold on. Everybody Gam cry. Hey, hold on. Gammon, I just put the link in the chat. You got to you gotta care about value. What, what do you mean? What, what round are we in? I don't know, but we're pick 171. 
Bro, if somebody get, wants go, to reach for him, then okay, awesome. But I, I wouldn't I think we're reaching though. Know. Re- remember this crap. If if he, if he's your guy, go get him. I, I want Jermaine Waller. I know, but sit, okay, so we're in the war room right now. Like I'm here sitting, in, I'm, I'm the GM though. You're one of you're my you're over my uh my draft. You're my head draft guy, my lead draft guy. Mm-hmm. But still, I make the executive decision. So we're not going corner here. If your guy okay. is there later, we'll go with your guy. Go go to best player available. Let's let's see who's uh best player available. All right. All right. Oh, and real quick, I didn't explain fully explain the the pick with uh our guy Christian Watson. All right, and why it makes sense to me. And I know there are a lot of people are like 49ers don't need receiver. That is not a need. And I strongly disagree. I do think you have two legit receivers in Ayuk and Debo Samuel. I think that uh Jawan Jennings is cool. I don't think he's somebody that moves the needle for, for me. He he can make some plays here and there, but he doesn't oh, really wow. scare me. Oh, right, wow. I think he is more of a pure, a pure possession type guy. I like the attitude that he brings, and maybe again he'll continue to prove people wrong in the sense of where he was drafted. All right, but when it comes to Juwan Jennings, he's cool. I don't think he's someone who I think is just purely like that. That I I, I can't take a receiver because I have him. Outside of that, the 49ers have nobody. They got two receivers and then nobody. All right, like if. God forbid Debo was to miss a game. Let's say he, let's say Debo has to miss a game or Ayuk has to miss a game. It's like, like who, like who do the 49ers have? So I, I'm not really feeling the receiver room as much as other fans right now. I, I took Christian Watson because he is a 6'4 guy who they project runs a 4'3. Now, I didn't see 4'3 speed when I was watching him live, but I did see 4'4'5 like legit type speed where he can beat guys vertically over the top. All right. Uh, he's a, he can catch the 50, 50 balls. Like he can do that. I was really surprised to see his intermediate route running ability. That was terrific to see. And I thought that was something that I wasn't really expecting. So, you know, to bring a different dynamic one, he'd come in and potentially be the 49ers fastest receiver. He also would be the 49ers biggest receiver and bring that aspect, which the 49ers do not have. And, you know, for his ability to be able to win intermediate as well as vertically, I think that's a big time for the 49ers offense to continue to expand because I was listening to Steve Young, and Steve Young talked about it. If the 49ers want to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to expand on their passing game. It can't be, oh, we're just going to lean on the run game. That's why I was like, okay, they brought in Anthony Lynn, and Anthony Lynn, he's going to help uh, some of the run schemes and things like that. Terrific. Awesome. But you you got to be able to throw the ball. You have to be able to throw the ball. Or you're going to get into positions to where when something happens like last year where, uh, or just a couple weeks ago where they take away your, your run game, what do you do then? The 49ers have to expand on their passing game. And I think bringing in a weapon that is dangerous as well as having Debo and IU and being able to utilize Debo in the backfield and can you kind of do all those things, that's where I'm like, all right, you need a guy like Christian Watson. So that's why I made the executive decision to go with Christian Watson Make your we went defense first two picks. Now get somebody that's gonna kind of be able to win vertically and has a big catch radius. So that's why I went with Watson. But okay, I I I expended on that. And and also, real quick, I know a lot of people have been like, uh, oh, uh, you know, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. I don't want to go that far. All right, but I just do think that he can help. Now, some people don't think that Watson to be around that late. I see that in the chat as well right now. 
I, I say you don't know. There's always been guys that have, you know, they boost their stock uh, as far as the media goes, but is that going to change with how the scouts feel about him? And maybe, maybe that's, not. That's what happened with DK. That's what happened with DK, AJ Brown, uh, especially everybody. Remember, everybody thought DK was going top five. He was a second round pick. So I'd say yeah, by the time he rolled around, it felt like he was going to be a second round pick. By the time it rolled nah. around, by the time it rolled nah. around, I thought he would go second round. No, I originally thought I had him going second round. You know, because I mean, he wasn't. I mean, at the time, he wasn't no big name guy. AJ Brown was the guy. But then after everybody went crazy over how physical he was, how big he was, I mean, you start hearing top five. Oh, could he be the second pick of the draft? And I'm like, oh snap, he mean he's not making it to two. And so I was disappointed. And then. He ended up going too. So, you know, I, I learned a couple of things from that. And even when, you know, Juju I was Smith surprised. I was surprised with DK that he didn't go high second round. Like to see guys like Andy Isabella and uh, Nelson, uh, what's his name? JJ Arcega Whiteside drafted over Metcalf. That was crazy to me. To see Debo, uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, AJ Brown, to see them go ahead of him, I was not necessarily surprised by that. But it was like, Last pick in the second round, like that was more surprising to me. And I and I would be I'm I'll be more surprised by that fall than I would by Christian Watson going late third round or like you know what I'm saying like that would you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Croc, I want to get a corner. Okay, oh, we can right. we get a corner? All right. Okay, let's best get a corner. corner. Who's the best corner available? So you got Marcus Jones. He's a little bit smaller. I saw him get dogged by. Uh, Alec Pierce for Cincinnati, but he was very scrappy and competitive. He's just not this tall, long corner. So that's Marcus Jones, Houston, who they say is the best. Now you have Ollie Green out of Missouri. He's a taller, longer guy. I mean, he's talking about like 6'2", uh, type corner, long lane. He's that type of corner. Again, Vincent Gray, he's probably my favorite corner available, and even then I would still wait another round uh, to be able to get him. But I like his like his confidence, his attitude, his swagger. Down from the list. No, I know Jermaine Waller's right there. I still wouldn't take him here. You gotta understand value. I wouldn't take him here. Well, I'm not gonna take another corner because I mean that's who I want. I mean, you know, you fall in love with these. You you have your you have your draft guys that you fall in love with, and I mean, I like him. All right, so but we're gonna I, wait. We're gonna take if, your guy. We're gonna take your guy. But let's go, let's go off his guard here. We got Justin Schaefer here. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Lakin Tomlinson. I mean, by this time, by the drafting, he'll be back. But let's say they brought him back, but still not quite sure about uh, uh, Banks. You want to give Banks every opportunity, but you want to maybe draft a guy mm -hmm. in, I don't know what round it is, fourth round, whatever round it is. Maybe you want somebody that's going to come in and compete with him. So what I, do you think about I, taking off his guard out of Georgia? I, I agree. I agree. Let's take that. I will say this, though. Uh, just because Aaron Banks didn't play, and this is just not this is not to you, this is for the fans. Just because Aaron Banks didn't play doesn't mean he's a wasted pick. Right. I don't care what anybody said. A lot of people were were saying that, oh, we could have got Jalen. Oh, no, I'm not doing my USC bias. Uh see, there you go, my Greg Dolce. That's who I wanted. That's who I want. Shucks, Croc, why did you talk me into a guard? We should have got Greg Dolchins. He's a tight end from UCLA. I watched him for three years. This man is a pass-catching tight end. He's got very deceptive speed. He uh, knows how to get open. He destroyed UCLA. I mean, he destroyed LSU this year. So, so do you want to take him right now? 
Yeah, let's take uh, Greg Doches. He's on my list. But that, but then we won't take your corner. I don't care. Forget him. All right. Tight end it Greg. is. And again, 49ers, I think there is a need for a second tight end. Yeah, because, I, 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 I mean, I, the, Ross DeWelly, they phased him out for some reason. I, I'm not sure why. But uh, Greg Dolchich is a guy that I, I had on my list. And uh, I, I think – and I told Jamal this. I was like – you know, if we want, you know, if we want a a, a tight end, a pass catcher tight end, like you know, kind of help George Kittle, Greg Doches is the guy. He's really good. And Jermaine Waller's still on there. So if if if, I mean, if if you leave it up to me, I would get Jermaine Waller next. But whoever, well, it's not it's not up to you. It's up to Gammon. Uh, I got Gammon. Who's coming on? So I got to boot you off now. Jermaine Waller, I will cash up you five. Uh, uh, okay, he's off. <laughs> Gammy, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? Hey, I'm doing great, brother. How about yourself? Oh man, listen, I'm, I, I'm doing good. Listen, I, I gotta go, Jermaine Waller, man. That that is the man. Pencil it. No, I'm just joking. No, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, um, I, I just, I really felt in the third round we really should went with the center, uh, because with the center you can always move him over to offensive guard, um. I like I like picks that have a lot of duality, but uh, Alex Mack isn't getting any younger. He's about the same age as retired Joe Staley. I, I think an injury. I hate to. I'm not trying to, you know, taint the season or, or anything like that. But injury or him falling off dramatically, I think is coming up. I don't see him playing. If we go into the playoffs, I don't see him playing 20 weeks of football, injury free. 49ers have had numerous injuries to the center position in years past to the safeties to the running backs like there's just certain position groups that we just get banged up on um and then also too it'd be nice to have a young center working underneath alex mack um you know to get the mental reps in because you're kind of the, the additional the second set of eyes and ears for alex mack so i mean i, I would like to see who who we got who's like the top Kind of like center slash uh, guard, and someone to kind of pair up with uh, Trey Lance, hopefully for the next ten years, 10, 15 years. All right, so I'm looking at it. We did, we did draft a guard. We did draft a guard. Uh, I'd have to go back and see his name. Uh, I think it was the guard. Yeah, we already drafted Ohio the guard. State. Yeah, so we took a guard out of Ohio State. I believe it was. Okay, well then, never, never mind. Then never mind. I just said all that for nothing. But he can't play center, so. Um, I <laughs> center will have to be in, like, free agency. I, I do think that the uh, 49ers are going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to either, like, the Steelers or the Saints for, like, a third-round pick and then, and then like, a player, I think, like a, like a player that plays in the secondary. Because uh, that's another issue that we have is our safeties get injured. Um, so we did – okay, so here are the positions. Here are the positions that we drafted so far, all right? Okay. With, with our first – with our first pick, we took uh, in obviously the second round right now. And again, guys, this is with no trades. I'm I don't think that the third round pick for uh uh Mike McDaniel has been added yet. Uh and I'm pretty sure 49ers will get some compensation for Jimmy Garoppolo as well. All right, so we're just going straight up. There's no trades or anything like that. We drafted a safety, uh Petrie out of out of Baylor. That was our first pick. All right, who's he's a versatile safety. He's one of those guys that moves the string well. And anytime my guy pounds the table for a guy, my guy, he coached at Baylor, he coached at uh, South Carolina, and he's now at uh, coaching with the L.A. Rams. But anytime he pounds the table for a guy, 
I'm like, all right, that that I got I got to put some stock into that. So he pounded the table for Petrie. So we, we took yeah, Petrie. Doesn't doesn't Baylor aren't they kind of known for just having just phenomenal athletes? Like they either have like wide receivers that are just insane, and you know as far as like their measurables just off the charts there and like that. But that sounds that sounds great. Yeah. Right. All right. So so we got Petrie first round. All right. That was a a, a safety slash he could play some nickel as well. All right. Uh, second round we took an edge rusher. I believe we took Boye Mafe. We took Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. Uh, long 6'4 guy, more of a pure stand-up pass rusher. All right. Uh, but he can come in if the 49ers, you know, they get Kenlaw back, they kick Armstead back outside on base downs, and then want to kick Armstead back inside at the three-tech on pass rushing downs and put in a guy like Boye. I can see that happen. I think he can excel in that role. All right. After that, we took – we took an officer guard at some point. We took Christian Watson, receiver, 6'4", receiver at New Coast State. We took him at some point, and we just took a tight end as well. 49ers, I don't know if they have a true tight end, too, and they run a lot of uh, 12 personnel. So uh, I, we added I do, I do want to I do want to say this, Croc. Uh, I, I agree with the uh, with the last caller about what, what happened to Ross Dwelly because he seemed like in everything as far as camps go, have really good hands. He showed that like limited catches. I don't ever recall him dropping a ball. Uh, I do like the pickup of the six four wide receiver. I know you you really like what you see out of that five foot eight receiver, but I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think Trey Lance, at least right now for the next two seasons, he needs somebody with a good catch radius. You know, because he's. I think he'll get it in the general area, but I, I, I'm really kind of concerned about having a five foot eight wide receiver i think you made an excellent point about hey you know if debo because the physicality of our team if he goes down or brandon Ayuk goes down we need a or jennings goes down we need we need somebody who can kind of set the edge for for our running backs but i i I've, i heard everything you said about the five foot eight receiver but it just i think it's just too small uh catch radius isn't isn't good enough for uh off so, kind of quarterback that we have so here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, with with a guy like that. Remember back Cam Newton, right? The Carolina Panthers, they did two things that what they surrounded him with. One, some huge receivers, right? Six five, six yep. six, Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches. And they did terrific with him. The other thing they got him was Tay Ginn, who at the end of the day, he's so far behind the secondary. I just have to throw it out there as far as I can, and he's gonna run under it. So when you are talking about a guy like Austin. He's a guy who, one, he creates uh, good – he might be a guy who, one, could take the top off better than anybody on the 49ers right now in the sense of just straight line speed from what it looks like. Uh, we'll, we'll see how he runs and everything. But also, his short area quickness is so good, guys can't get hands on him. He creates more separation than Debo and IU in short areas as well. So, there, you know, there are different ways you can utilize him, but he does win in kind of multiple ways. Okay. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Croc. I do. Um, so what, uh, so what, what, what position group are you, are you kind of leaning towards right now, Crocs? It sounds like actually we, we hit like, uh, I think we hit a lot of needs. I, I think you can go, you can look best player available. If there's something where you want to add more depth to, you can do that. Uh, Neil Farrell, he was one of the guys, uh, right here from LSU. He won like an award on his team for like best interior offensive line, uh, defense alignment at the senior bowl. 
So he's a guy who can help in the middle there. Uh, you know, 49ers have depth, but you can also always add more. We added a big receiver, but there's also Reggie Roberson here from SMU. Before he tore his ACL, he was uh, averaging 21 yards per reception. Uh, so he's a big play well, guy. I, I don't think we've added cornerback. So there are a, co a couple corners who I actually like here, both of them. One, a Caleb Evans. Two, Fayon Hicks. These are both two guys that I like. So maybe well, do you want to go with it? Go ahead. What, what position group is the chat saying to, to go in, to go for? Let's see. Don't, don't worry about the, the, it's not. I worry about the chat. I have, okay. I, I, I have feelings. No, um, I, I think, I think corner, I think corners one, it'd be nice to have a corner with, with some kind of special teams ability, um, as a gunner or, or something like that. But I'll, as of right now, what do you, what do you think the chances are that, that we re-sign, uh, some of the interior defense alignment that we have on free agency? I would have to look at the list and see who's going to be free, but I know probably uh, street. Street gonna be free agent. Yeah, I'm gonna go. DJ I'm gonna go Jones. with the guy that you called. I'm gonna go with the guy that you that you uh, that you selected from LSU, Croc. I I think that's the way to go. Uh, that just keeps us secure. And and then I I don't know if we money we can afford everybody, especially since we're on the hook with uh with McGlinchey and some other guys there. So I, I think that'll. All right. I think that I think that's the way to route to go. All right, so we're drafting Neil Farrell Jr. Defensive tackle out of LSU. I appreciate you coming on, man. Talking, talking that uh, through that with me. Thank you. All right, all right. We are still right back on the clock, and I'm gonna make the executive decision here to definitely go cornerback. And you know, we'll see. There are a couple corners who I I, I like here. A Caleb Evans. I like Fayon Hicks. Fayon Hicks is somebody who could potentially play in the slot. So I'm gonna go with Evans here. Get kind of that longer guy. Uh, really like him. He did well at the Senior Bowl. And then if Fayon Hicks is there at the next pick, which would be oh, we don't have a next pick. So these are this is our last pick. So who do I go with, guys? Do I go with Fayon Hicks at cornerback or Caleb Evans? Caleb Evans, he's the taller guy. He's 6'2, 200 pounds. Uh Fayon Hicks, he's not tall, but he might have some uh he definitely could play outside. I watched him play outside at Wisconsin, and he has nickel ability. So who do we go with? I, I think I think Hicks can play either or. But Evans is definitely the taller guy. Waller, I hear you, Chris, but Waller's not on the board right now. I'm not sliding Mosley in the slot. Unless you're saying, Jamal, unless you're saying you got Mosley, you know, outside in base and then slide him inside in nickel situations, What are you thinking? We'll go with Evans. We'll go with Evans. We'll go with the size. I like Hicks. I like Hicks. But we'll go with Evans right now. And <laughs> I see my guy, Jesse. Hold on, Jesse. Let me look at the draft, and then we'll, we'll discuss. All right. So that's it. Here are the uh, 49ers. Oh, man. Hold on. Damn. I screwed it up. But here we go. Uh, we'll go through and look at the 49ers picks. So the first pick, we got Jalen Petrie, uh, safety out of Baylor, who he's a versatile safety, 
terrific skills again. My guy swears by him. Once my guy swears by him, my guy that coached a lot of these dudes, uh, I lean towards those guys, and he never steers me wrong. Never steers me wrong. Like, at Croc, Debo Samuel. Remember the name. He's going to be some – and obviously we see what Debo is. All right. Then we got Edge, Boye Mafi, and, 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 and Chris. I mean, excuse me. Not Chris. Uh, Jesse. And Jesse will be the last caller that I bring on. But Jesse, come on, come on live so you can talk about why you don't like the draft. All right. So nobody else clicked the link. Jesse, you click the link. Click the link, Jesse. All right. So we got Boye Mafe Edge. All right. So first we got our safety. All right. And again, I think Ward is probably entering the last year of his contract, if I had to guess. I think so. Not sure. Like next year. Uh, so you got Ward, Tart, free agent. You got uh, Hufunga. We'll see if he's a guy that they could lean on as an every down starter. But I like Petrie. I like Petrie. I like his ability. All right. Then we drafted Boye Mafe. He's a uh, pass rush uh, guy, edge. He also can do some interior rushing. Well, I thought he was tremendous doing that. Tremendous. Again, every rep. He won every rep. And then we went with Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. So we drafted the big receiver, 6'4". Help our quarterback out. Get him a big catch radius type guy who can stretch the field. All right. So we drafted. So far, we got safety slash nickel. We got edge rusher. We got receiver. All right. Moving along. We got Justin Schaefer, officer guard out of Georgia. So we went interior here. And Georgia, I mean, if you watched how they bullied Alabama in the national championship game, I'm taking anybody off of that officer line. So we got Justin Schaefer out of Georgia, officer guard. All right. And he'll at the very least be able to compete with our guy, uh, Aaron Banks. I haven't given up on Banks, but bringing some competition for him. We got Greg, uh, D D I don't even want to butcher his name, Dolchik. All right, Greg Dolchik, tight end out of UCLA. And Chris really liked him, thinks he's a versatile type uh, tight end. And I think the 49ers are looking for that pure, like, who's that legit tight end, too, that they have? Not sure yet. All right. And then the 49ers late had back-to-back -back picks where we took uh, interior defensive line and Farrell, who was uh, interior defensive lineman of the week down in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and a Caleb, a Caleb Evans, who also – was at this in your bowl. All right. So that's our, that was our draft right there. That was our draft there. I got Jesse coming on live. All right, Jesse, you're on. So Jesse's going to come on to tell me why this was a terrible draft. What's good, Jesse? Yo, yo, what's up? Hey, oh, so I don't want to say it's horrible. I was just messing with you, but um, I, uh, I do I do take issue with it just because I feel like the 49ers need to address the interior offensive line big time, especially they did. Yeah. We just did. Which which round, though? Why does it matter what round? Well, <laughs> because it definitely matters what round. Did you get a guy in the seventh round or did you get him in like the third or the fourth? It was like fifth round. OK, I think that's a little bit too late for me. Why? Because you're you're taking flyers at that point. Like the later the later you push back guys like that, you're taking flyers. Like that's the so way that I see it. The 49ers have a, a bunch of areas where they can improve and could use somebody to come in and start right away, right? They don't have a day one pick, so they don't pick it till day two, anyways. And remember too, they will have more opportunities. There will be more draft picks coming their way. All right. Absolutely. But, but when you look at the 49ers interior offensive line, and I get you, definitely could use some depth there. Uh, I could say they use a, they need a center 
but I feel like there are there are areas across the board where it's like, hey man, like they could use somebody for this spot. So I, you know, you look at the offensive line and you look at how they played well this year uh, as a unit. They were kind of a, a top five unit, like all together. We'll see what Banks ends up being. Again, they drafted Aaron Banks second round last year. Uh, you know, he didn't play. I didn't like him. <laughs> I, I never liked the pick. I didn't, I just didn't like him. Uh, I didn't mind them going guard, but I, I didn't care for his movement skills and stuff like that. But they still, I'm pretty sure, want to give him an opportunity to earn a drafting spot. Uh, I mean, a, a starting spot. Now, okay, you want to figure it out with Banks? All right, I'm going to draft somebody, not high, that I feel like I have to play right away over Banks, but somebody that in the fourth round or fifth round that can potentially push him, right? Because interior offensive linemen, especially guard, center, they don't necessarily go really high anyways unless they're like super special, right? But those aren't, I mean, you might see one office guard or center a year go first round, right? They're more like late day two, early day three type guys. So from that standpoint, office line, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but and I'm not saying you're, you're not wrong, but I do think they can, especially if they bring back Lincoln Thompson, they could potentially wait. Yeah, I think, well, the issue is, is that Mac, right? Like Mac, we don't know what's going on with Mac. So as of now, I see where your head's at. But if Mac retires, like they're they're desperate at that point. And even if he doesn't retire, they need somebody that they can groom at that center spot. So to me, like a center center guard, you know, somebody that can come in and play guard right away and then move to center eventually um, and, and just groom behind Mac would be ideal. Uh, and then also nickel corner. I mean, I love Lenore. I was when they drafted Lenore last year. Huge Oregon Duck fan. I know exactly who he was. I was very excited. But I just feel like if you can get a guy that that can play nickel and play outside, uh, you know, I think that that would be huge. You know, there was a couple guys towards the tail end of your draft. And Marcus Jones is a guy that I'm looking at. 5'8", tons of speed. Uh, also can help the special teams, which is – Jesse, hold on. They, they want to know, they, they know where your face is. Oh, I'm dude, I'm – I'm at work, <laughs> so I can't just be on camera at all times. <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. Hey, real quick, was no, that really but... Juju? I saw Juju Smith. I saw, but I just thought it was like a parody account, like somebody just created an account being Juju. But it was his name, and it was his. This I just went to his YouTube, and I'm like, hey, that is the same picture. So I don't know if somebody comes in, does it show a verification on on uh, in the chat? I don't know. But anyways, go ahead. Well, it was so a Juju you, Smith you think... in the chat. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I, <laughs> I've seen that before too. Uh, falling for it. Some dude came in as Kanye and had like a digital like Kanye playing in the back. It looked legit. But uh, anyways, yeah. Listen. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think the the two spots that are are heavy needs. I, and you addressed one of them, by the way. Edge. You went yeah. edge uh, round three, which I like. Uh, the kid out of Minnesota. I think that that's a good spot. Um, you know. So. I think it just depends on what they do with Tart, the safety thing. But you're big on the guy. I mean, you're you're a corner, like you know, you know corners, you know safeties. So that's that was probably my biggest gripe is that you started off with safety. But if you feel like this guy is going to be the ish, then then go with them, man. Like I, I see where you're going. But interior offensive line, corner, and edge, like those are the three spots for me that we really need to address, and I would like to address them earlier rather than later. Right, and also, I mean, in just the way my, my brain works, where I would draft a corner or two, you know, they are going to have a lot of uh, picks. But I also would bring in a free agent. So that, that would be kind of 
when I where I lean on as far as okay, I, I really like Mosley. I know the 49ers need a nickel. We'll see what happens with Diamondola Lenore. I think he potentially can fill that spot. But I'm gonna bring in veterans. One to a veteran to push, not a veteran to take over starting spot over uh uh Ambry Thomas, but a veteran to come in and push Ambry Thomas. I'm I'm definitely bringing that guy in uh free agency, you know, a one, two, three million dollar a year type guy. All right, like go compete with Ambry Thomas. We'll see what happens. I'm also going to bring in a nickel type guy to compete with uh, Diamondo Lenore uh, for a nickel spot. All right, like go earn it. If you earn it, great. All right. And then I'm also going to draft a corner late. So that would be kind of how I address the cornerback position. I don't think I would just go be like, all right, I got to go get a starter right now because, I mean, unless you just feel like, or if everybody feels like, well, Amber Thomas just can't play defense, then, you know, then if you feel like that, then yeah, you go get a guy that, to replace him. But, you know, I, I want to no. see what strides Amber Thomas makes. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't like going into going into this draft months ago. I think a lot of us were on like, oh, we need to get a corner second round, and we felt like that last year with Verrett. Like we need to get a corner right away. I remember I was when we were at twelve. I was looking at J.C. Horn, uh, those types of guys. But now that we've seen Ambry Thomas play well, gives me a lot of optimism and saying that we can wait a little bit. You know, I'm cool with maybe round three, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and I agree with you. I, I would like to take a take a veteran corner, bring him in, um, maybe the cat out of Denver. But I wanted to ask you about a guy in particular, and his name is slipping right slipping me right now. Oh, what? hold on a second. Hold on. I'm hearing you double in my Alright, I got you. Yeah. All right, you there? Okay. Yep. So the the cat out of uh God, he's he plays out of the FCS. He's like six foot three. He's a corner. Uh, he should be a late round pick, but he was like the best corner in FCS for like two years in a row. Golly, I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah, I don't even. I, I'd have to look into him. He's six foot three, big big body guy. Golly, man, I wish I could remember his name. Anyways, um, look into this cat. I, I want to get your your thoughts in particular about him. And if I wasn't on my phone, I could pull him up quickly. He's a corner, uh, though? He's a corner, yes. So, so here's the thing. And even though I know I just drafted a Caleb Evans, uh, typically I, I'm i not big fans of the tall guys uh, at corner, especially like 6'3 guys. My my sweet spot for corners is between 5'11 and 6'1. Like that's kind of my – that's my sweet spot. Uh, is it Zion McCollum? Yes. Okay, there you go. Yes. Sam Houston State. Okay, he was just yes. at the senior bowl. Okay, what'd you think of him? Did you get any eyes on him? What'd you think? Uh, that's the guy that got pushed down and mushed into the ground by uh, Christian Watson. Yeah, yeah, mushed into the ground by Christian Watson. Nice, perfect. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I saw him there at the senior bowl. I didn't see anything that was like, oh, this is a guy with draft. Like that never crossed my mind. That's gotcha. not. I, now I didn't watch all his film. I haven't watched his film. But I know just watch him at Senior Bowl, because uh, and and I and I watched him a little bit because I have a kid that I trained that goes to Sam Houston State, my guy Isaiah Downs. So I I was like, oh okay, there's a Sam Houston kid here. So I you know I paid attention a little bit, and I didn't see anything that was like, oh, ooh, I, I gotta have this guy. There were other corners that kind of jumped out to me where I'm like, okay, this is a nice guy. Oh, he got versatility. Uh, guys like uh, uh, Goodrich out of Clemson. He's a guy who can play outside, play inside. They play him a lot in the nickel. Uh, 
you know, but yeah, he didn't McCollum, he didn't he didn't really No, I think I think McCollum would be like literally a sixth or seventh round like flyer type guy. You know what I mean? Um nothing special, but anyways, yeah, I I to be real with you, I haven't gotten huge into into prospects yet tonight. I'm really starting for the Patreon and whatnot, but uh there are a few guys that, that I've got my eyes on. Uh, a couple guys that that you passed on that I would have liked to seen go in the mock, but it's mock number one, Croc. You did a good job. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thanks, dog. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk later. All right. Here's a good one. Uh, that UTSA corner you were high on, Woolen, right? Uh, again, I don't know how high on him I am. He's six four. All right, and the the taller you get at the cornerback position, the longer your movements are. And the harder it is to change direction with smaller guys. So my sweet spot for cornerbacks is between 5'11 and 6'1. Uh, 5'11, 6'1, 195. Like in that range, like a size. Like that's what I would ideally prefer. Uh, Woolen definitely exceeds that. And he's tall. You know, I asked him some questions. And I told him, you know, he should work out with Antonio Cromarty. I made that connection for him. We'll see if he takes Cromarty on that offer. Uh, Cromarty was like, hell yeah, anytime he's in Texas, let me know. I'll train with him. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll see. He's a taller guy. He's going to really learn how to play with, I have to learn how to play with uh, anticipation. He is, he's going to test out of this world. At 6'4", they're saying he's going to jump over 4'4". He's going to potentially run into four twos. He was the fastest player as far as the uh, the miles per hour goes that the Zebra people uh, got. Like, I mean, he was, he, he was a lot of big athlete, big time athlete. But he's very new to the cornerback position. He was a guy who, is a converted receiver. He's only been playing corner for like a year or maybe two. So we'll see. Big time athlete, tall, real tall. I mean, I had to look up at him. So he's tall. All right, six four. I'm six one, like a legit six one. He's a legit six four. He's tall. But yeah, might have to transition to safety. I can see that being the case. But uh, yeah, man. 278 people in here. Uh, we've had, you know, close to 300. I appreciate everybody's in here right now. Later on this week, I got to try to get my guy, the 49er I told y'all I'm going to have one. Uh, we weren't able to connect just, I was traveling. He's been busy, stuff like that. He told me, hey, can you come on Friday? Can I come on Friday? I'm like, damn, man, I'm going to be out of state Friday. So I'm going to try to get him on uh, this week. I got to go to California this week and next week. So Friday's going to be tough for me to, if that's the only day he can come on. Hopefully I can get him on at some point during the week. Uh, my busy, my days are kind of busy with potting and stuff, but we're gonna make it happen for y'all. I'm gonna get him on. Former 49er was a part of the Harbaugh era, the Singletary era, three championship teams for the 49ers, all that good stuff. So appreciate everybody that's in there, man. Everybody that contributed to the the chat, everybody contributed to the conversation. Kind of heard out some some of my thought process. We're gonna do this every Monday, every Monday. All right. Uh, later this week, we'll definitely get into the co coaching situation with the 49ers. Uh, Anthony Lynn, you know, my interaction with Anthony Lynn, being on the Jets with him, he was a running back coach. Uh, you know, how does he help Trey Lance? How does he help the 49ers? How does he help Kyle Shanahan? Areas I feel like they still should improve. We'll talk about that. Uh, Keeter Bukowski, uh, he has some really weird comments about Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> uh, saying he's not a genius because of the whole Debo Samuel, how you utilize him. We'll get into that later in this week. But uh, y'all know what to do, man. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. And I'll talk to y'all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Let's get it. Peace! Intercepted! It is picked off by Eric Crocker. Over midfield, he'll run it all the way into the end zone. Touchdown!
Crop Talk TV Podcast. Peace.